Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Hunter Biden speaks and blames the Russians. I know, I know, shocking, right? Why did they not charge him with the FARA violation? Is it to protect Joe Biden or could it be to protect somebody else? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. All eyes are on the president of Penn, whether or not she will survive this after her vile performance in front of Congress when she said, you know what, listen, our speech code may uh, kick you off campus for saying somebody's fat or using the wrong pronoun, but if you call for genocide of the Jews, well, we don't really know if that's hate speech. She's probably not going to survive this because the alumni are, they are absolutely absolutely rebelling right now and taking away their money. And when the money goes, that's when she goes. And that's what's happening right now. So Hunter Biden, I have this audio we pulled for you. He's actually now still going with the Russia collusion narrative. I I kid you not. I mean, I kid you not. This this is absolutely amazing. But he is saying right now, he did a podcast thing and the podcast posted today. And he claimed that the allegations of corruption that have been raised against him have the earmarks of Russian disinformation. All right. It was on the Moby pod. Here's what he said about the Russians. Take a listen. Which, by the way, this whole idea that this this may not in every aspect be a Russian disinformation campaign, but it has literally every earmark (laughs) of what the Russians did. Yeah. There's um, what's it called? It's called uh, eliminationist rhetoric. Eliminationist rhetoric was something that the Nazis came up with as a as a tool to to undermine uh, their political rivals. And then Putin has fine tuned it. And what Putin did when he was coming to power in the early 2000s was there were still some real significant voices of some and some with real money and intellectual public standing inside of Russia or living as expatriates that were speaking out against Putin. So what did he do? He didn't argue with them on the merits. He didn't argue with them about economic policy and democracy and the freedom to vote because he knew he'd lose that argument. So what did he do? 
He labeled them pedophiles. He planted child pornography on their laptops and their computers. And so maybe only 10% of the people then in the public would believe this. But then when he would turn around after he got 10, 15, 20% of the people believe in the worst thing you can possibly think about a human being. And then when he turns around and said, and also he's a money launderer and he is against the Russian people. It's a lot easier for them to believe that. What to the believe hell? that. What the hell is he talking about? What, what he's saying here, he's suggesting, just so you understand, he's suggesting right now that maybe... Putin might have put those pictures of him with hookers on his laptop. All those dirty pictures and dirty videos, all the porn videos that he took, maybe Putin put them there. And maybe it wasn't even him. Maybe it was like revenge porn where they put his face on one of the bodies or something like that. Is this guy for real? And of course, the dopes doing the podcast are like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Hunter Biden is playing the classic game here of, well, look, uh, since Putin does those things to his enemies, what they did to me is very much like what Putin does to his people. So you can see now how it has, it may not be Russian disinformation, but it has the every earmark of what the Russians did. Now, I want to remind you of something, and you know this, but I'm just going to re- refresh your memory about this. And that is the following. It was October 19th, 2020. I still have it bookmarked, 1045 p.m. Jen Psaki, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo dozens of former intel officials say and it links to the political article which is still there to this day it's still right on their site more than 50 former national intelligence officials signed a letter casting doubt on the providence of a new york post story on the former vice president's son so hunter biden is still going with the game that maybe this is the russians and and he's acknowledging here he's acknowledging that it, it isn't but it could be because it's what Putin does. So, so now he, he's suing John Paul Mac Isaac because he said that John Paul Mac Isaac leaked all this stuff about his laptop. So he claimed the laptop was his. He's owning the laptop in that lawsuit. And is he now suggesting that all of those graphic sex pictures and sex videos that he did with hookers and orgies and, and, and doing blow with them and everything like that, is, is he suggesting that Putin planted those on his laptop? That Putin used face-altering technology to make it look like Hunter? It's, it's the old distraction again. It's the old, well, you know, the Russians. I mean, the Democrats have no creative ideas left. Literally everything is the Russians now. Every, everything. Even his own, his, his own laptop with his own pictures of him with, with, with whores, hookers, excuse me, working girls, excuse me, excuse me, who is? Uh, <laughs> even that is Russians. Even that is Russians. And also Elon Musk. Hunter Biden also calls Elon Musk a very damaged human being and claims that Elon Musk is culpable in spreading misinformation about him. Now, remember when the Hunter Biden laptop story came out in 2020? What did social media do? The corporate media and big tech, the unholy triad, what do they do? Well, they circle the wagons and they all put out the same idea that it was Russian disinformation. The CIA and the deep state, they all went out there and did their thing to make everybody believe this was Russian disinformation. And it was not to cover up the fact that Hunter Biden had these graphic sex pictures and videos. It was because it links Hunter Biden to the financial crimes of candidate at the time, Joe Biden, the former vice president of the United States of America, who they were running as 
good old Uncle Joe in his basement who's going to heal America from mean tweets. That's why they did what they did with the laptop. It was not because of Hunter Biden's disgusting pornography. Because that would have given Joe Biden the opportunity to talk about how his son has reformed his life. And he understands what if you have a child in the grips of addiction, what that can be like. And Hunter hit rock bottom, but now I've lifted him up and blah, 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 blah. What a great opportunity for them. So that's not why they did it. They didn't do it because of that. And it's funny that Hunter keeps trying to bring it back to that. All these disgusting videos and pictures of him. Well, you know, it could have been Putin. Just saying. It could have been Putin who put him on my laptop because that's what Putin does. And then he, then he distracts everybody by going on about what Putin has done. Sure, Putin did those things, but it doesn't mean that he did them to you. Just because Putin did those things, it doesn't mean he did them to you, Hunter, and it doesn't mean he did it to your laptop. You did those things. You put those things on your laptop. Not Putin. You did. Here's Hunter going after Elon Musk. Take a listen. And then you have the people that are the most culpable of all. You have the people that literally just love to feed it because they think that it is some kind of a game. (laughs) They think that it is some like the one thing about Elon Musk that I'm certain of is there's another very damaged human being. Yes. And he is. I say that he is the dumbest smart person I think that the world has ever known. (laughs) To be fair, there are a lot of dumb smart people. No, I know. But he now represents. I would say Rupert Murdoch is upset. But you know what? It's like Elon Musk doesn't care about the First Amendment. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And so all of this idea that he's a champion for the First Amendment and blah, 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 blah. Elon Musk doesn't care about democracy. Elon Musk doesn't care about our freedom to vote. He doesn't care about that. Is there any time that you've ever saw anything from him that has any rational defense of democracy, of what we've created here as Americans, as his adopted country? He's so angry. And you know what he's angry about, right? When Elon Musk took over Twitter, he had Matt Taibbi and come in and Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger and all these other people. And they outed this whole thing that took place. And now we know of the coordination between the Biden campaign, the big tech, the corporate media and the government. They were all in on it together to say that the laptop was Russian disinformation. What Hunter's butthurt about is the fact that Hunter, I don't know if he played those games. I'm just I'm just saying it's a, it's a phrase. He, what he's upset about is the fact that Elon then put all of that out there in the public. He bought Twitter and then let everybody know what they all did to cover up for him, which by extension then, of course, is to cover up for the candidate, Joe Biden. This is from the post-millennial. I'll share this with you. The Biden campaign coordinated with the organizers of the infamous letter, the 51 former national security officials letter, specifically to put a statement out to the Washington Post first. 51 former national intelligence officials signed onto this letter calling the laptop Russian disinformation after they were prompted to do so by the Biden campaign. An IRS whistleblower revealed in June that the FBI knew the laptop and its contents were authentic back in 2019. So remember when Christopher Ray was asked earlier this week about, why didn't you just tell us the Hunter Biden laptop was real? And he's blah, 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 and then get, tossed a word salad out there. Remember that? The FBI knew it was real. It was real. And then the Biden campaign, according to emails, emails between officials revealed that the Biden campaign had preferred a specific Washington Post reporter to run the statement first and also sent a lengthy script of information to share at various levels of sourcing. 
on the record, off the record, and on background. This is from one of the emails. Quote, between us, the campaign would like Redacted to go first. Redacted is the reporter. Please share with the campaign when you share with Redacted. But by all means, get it to other reporters as well. Off the record information given in the email read, make sure reporters know we are not making a call on whether the materials are true or not, just that Moscow played a role in getting information out. I'm afraid people might miss the point and say we are all saying this is disinformation. But that's the thing. When you bring up Russia, when you bring up Moscow, just like Hunter Biden's doing now, you're doing it to deflect. You're playing a semantics game trying to make people lose focus on what really happened. If I, if I, if, if I can convince you that this took place, even though I'm not saying it took place, but I can kind of be cute with my language and play little word games with you to make you think X happened so that you don't know that Y happened, then I've achieved my job. And that's what they did. I mean, there are people out there who would be fantastic press secretaries because they're also very, very good at spinning things. And a big part of what they do is they obfuscate. They don't exactly lie, but what they do is they deflect. And so they play a game. They say, well, it could be Moscow because Moscow has done all these things. We're not saying it's Moscow, but it could be. And then that distracts everybody. And you say, well, aren't you lying when you say it's Moscow? Well, we're not saying it's Moscow. We're saying it could be Moscow because Moscow's done all these things. Yeah, but you know it wasn't, so then you're lying. Well, I'm not really lying. I'm just not really being, I'm not really, I'm not really telling you what really happened because I don't want you to know what really happened. So I'm just playing little games to make you think about something else. Now, stupid people fall for that, but I'm not a stupid person. So I knew back then this was a Fugazi argument because everybody was deflecting to Russia. And when you read that article, when you read that, that 51 former national security officials letter, you realized very, very quickly what the game was. They gave themselves enough cover and out so that they couldn't be accused of lying. They left the door open that it could or could not be Russia, but they distracted everybody by saying that it has all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation game, which then gave the corporate media cover to write that and big tech the cover it needed to censor the New York Post story under the guise that it could be election interference by a foreign adversary. They knew what they were doing, and they're very smart people. And they're manipulative. They manipulated this entire thing. Well, think about it, right? The FBI had the laptop in its possession in 2019. And the FBI set the stage for Facebook and Twitter to believe Something big was coming, right? Some big foreign election interference thing was coming. We don't know what. We don't know when. But they knew that the story was coming out because the FBI was spying on Rudy Giuliani at the time for an unrelated investigation that has since been, it's gone nowhere. It's gone away. But they were spying on him. And they know that he was talking to Miranda Devine about the laptop. They knew that Miranda Devine was going to publish the story in the New York Post about Hunter Biden's laptop and what was on there and how it connected him to the big guy, 10% for the big guy. So the FBI, to run interference for the Biden campaign, convinces big tech any minute now 
Something's going to happen with election interference. The FBI never says it's going to be a New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. And the FBI never says Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Nobody ever actually said that. They all played a cute little game where they play little word games to make you think it could be that, hoping to distract you from the fact that it absolutely isn't that. And it worked. For a couple weeks, the New York Post was banned from Twitter. The story could not be shared by people. And it gave Joe Biden the ability to stand up there on the debate stage with Donald Trump and say, 51 former national security officials have all come out and said that this story is Russian disinformation, that this is ridiculous. It worked. And they did it all not because to cover up for the disgusting pornographic videos and pictures on the laptop. It's to cover up for the 10% for the big guy. It's the linking to Joe Biden that they had to cover up for. As the letter was shopped around, the Biden campaign was kept updated. It eventually landed in Politico, which is what I just referenced to you and still up today, where the headline read, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former Intel officials say. This sentiment was repeated ad nauseum by the press. Biden campaign spokespersons and even by Joe Biden on the debate stage against Donald Trump. When the lie was revealed, the New York Times and others had to walk back their initial reporting and admit that the laptop and its contents were real. We live in a police state. A police state, and I, I've, I've said this before, so please forgive me if you heard me say it, but a police state is not when cops are on horseback and they use tear gas and they're, those are crowd control methods and you can debate those things, but no, that's not a police state. What a police state is, is when the government uses its law enforcement division, law enforcement department, For political purposes, that is the textbook definition, either to punish its enemies or to help its friends. It uses law enforcement for that purpose. National security, law enforcement. That's what a police state is. It spies on its enemies. It puts out information, misinformation. It redirects the public and it it helps its friends using the vast power of its law enforcement mechanism, either by prosecuting people that are a threat to their friends or by not prosecuting their friends, even though when everybody knows they're dead to rights guilty. And the only reason why they're coming after Hunter Biden now is because they want to get Joe Biden out of the race. That's it. It's the same reason why they went after Bob Menendez. He, 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 he stood up against the Iran deal. They indicted him. He stood up against the Iran deal the second time. They indicted him. Everybody knew he was corrupt, but it's only when you get in the way that they have a problem with you and they got to eliminate you and they'll do it using the police state. The very police state that protected you from getting indicted, as long as you were a team player, will now indict you. Here's Hunter Biden again talking about how all of this that's happening to him is really just about destroying a presidency. Take a listen. They are trying to, in in their most uh, illegitimate way, but rational way, they're trying to destroy a presidency and so it's not about me in their most base way what they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle unless you get out of the race unless his father gets out of the race in which case then it all goes away And, you know, the the whistleblowers who've come forward, they said today that this indictment against Hunter Biden is vindication. 
In a joint statement, the two IRS whistleblowers, Shapley and Ziegler, said they have been vindicated. They said, eight months ago, we did something ordinary people do not do. We risked our careers and reputations to bring the truth out of the shadows and into the light. We were moved solely by our conscience, yet faced continual attacks. Nevertheless, in the face of all odds, we never wavered from what we shared with Congress. They said the indictment is a complete vindication of their thorough investigation and underscores the wide agreement by investigators and prosecutors that the evidence supported charges against Hunter Biden. Yet, as we have stated, this is much bigger than our investigation or any one individual. It's about equal treatment of taxpayers under the law. Shapley, Ziegler, and other IRS officials who testified before Congress, including Michael Bartdorf, have said they were frustrated that the Justice Department did not charge Hunter Biden for failing to pay federal income tax for 2014 and 2015. They allege that David Weiss had allowed the statute of limitations to expire. It's not a statute. Statute of limitations to expire for tax charges against Hunter Biden in 2014 and 2015 in D.C. So, look, this leads to Joe Biden and the FARA Act violation that they are still holding over Hunter Biden's head leads to Joe Biden. We know this. We all know this. And yet here's Chris Christie going on about how they should not be going after Joe Biden right now because there's no evidence against him. What the hell is he talking about? Take a listen. Was it unfair for the House to be, according to the Speaker, going ahead with a vote to open an, uh, an impeachment inquiry? That's, the test for that is high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, look, I don't know. I think it would be unfair to vote articles of impeachment because there's no evidence there. But I think the House has an appropriate oversight function. Now, Andrea, whether that's done with the House Oversight Committee or whether it's done through an impeachment inquiry, I think what matters the most is that people get all the information they need about the president's conduct for Congress to, to uh, you know, have appropriate oversight and for the public to make a judgment since Joe Biden has declared himself a candidate for re-election for 20. 24. So that information should be public. It should be transparent. The White House should fully cooperate with both the investigations being done by the Justice Department and any oversight that happens from the House, because if the president has nothing to hide, he shouldn't be hiding anything. Well, the thing about it, though, is that I appreciate you saying that that they need to investigate, but the evidence is all there. And this is what the whistleblowers have been saying. They've been saying the evidence is there and the money goes in a complicated money laundering scheme from brother Biden to Hunter Biden and then all the way back to Joe and it's all there and it was covered up and now it's coming out and it's only coming out because of the fact that they want Joe Biden out of the race. Here's Jonathan Turley. He was on last night with Sean Hannity. Um, This indictment shatters all the denials about the Biden business dealings. This is much deeper than just Hunter here. Cut four. You know, the fact is that this is a circle that's getting tighter around the president. I mean, it's clear that the president has lied. He obviously lied uh, during the first campaign when he said he had no knowledge of these dealings. Hunter himself contradicted that. Hunter's associates said that it was utter nonsense in recent statements after his testimony. Uh, He also said that his son didn't make any money in China. That obviously is not true. But there's a more serious problem here, and that is what the president knew of was not business dealings. 
It was corruption. That's what influence peddling is. The United States has pushed international agreements uh, to stop influence peddling in other countries. The United States believes it is a leading source of destructive corruption. And if the president knew that his family was engaging in that type of corruption, of course it's serious. So we're looking at two uh, uh, events next week. One is when Hunter Biden is supposed to appear, um, that may now be effectively scuttled. Hunter may be able to use this to plead the fifth uh, to refuse to answer questions. But the second event is the expected vote on the impeachment inquiry. And this indictment might make it easier for Hunter not to speak, but it may make it more difficult for President Biden to avoid that inquiry. You know, the the fact is that this indictment shatters years of denials by the Bidens and, frankly, by an enabling media. Uh, It shows these massive amounts of money uh, going to Hunter Biden from Romania, Ukraine, China, all these sources. And it also shows a knowing and continual effort to evade taxes, to commit criminal acts. Now, if this circle is getting closer to the president, then he has to answer some questions. So it leads us to this very simple question for next week. Is any Democrat going to stand up and have this moment of courage and to say, you know what, enough. You know, we we can't say we're against corruption and influence peddling and then say we don't even want to do an inquiry as to whether there's an impeachment. Yeah. Jonathan Turley's right. Which is why that anybody who's upset by the fact that this means that Hunter won't be able to testify next week, remember something. Don't don't be. Don't be. Because this this is bad for Joe Biden. Re- regardless of Hunter's testimony in front of Congress, this is bad. The fact that they subpoenaed the brother, that's bad. Right? So if you are of the mindset, well, this is just a way to cover up for Hunter Biden, but he won't be able to speak. And but no, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Because Turley's point, and he's spot on about it, is this now forces the Republicans to continue down the road of impeachment inquiry. They have no choice now, because if Hunter's not going to cooperate and all this evidence is there about the father, who was vice president of the United States of America at the time that this occurred, and is on record saying that he was going to withhold a billion dollars in aid if Ukraine did not fire the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, who was investigating Burisma. then now the Republicans have no choice. They have to continue going down this road of impeachment. So don't worry about the fact that Hunter Biden's not going to do a deposition. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. The big deal here is that this now shows everybody that the Biden crime family is real. And the reason why the brother got subpoenaed is because the brother, James, is part of the Biden crime family. Whatever Joe Biden did as vice president of the United States of America is still worthy of impeachment as president today. You understand there's no statute of limitations on these things. This is not a criminal court. Joe Biden abused his office as vice president. This is where Chris Christie is wrong. The evidence is right there. The evidence of him saying, I'm going to take a billion dollars and go home. If you don't fire the son of a bee, that's the evidence. That's the evidence right there. And he said it as vice president of the United States of America. 
He did it as vice president. He used his office to do it. And he used our taxpayer dollars and aid to Ukraine as extortion. And that's why they can impeach him for what he did as vice president. This is high crimes, bribery and other misdemeanors. And that's absolutely a bribe. No question about it. This is a very, very bad thing to happen to the president of the United States of America. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But wait till I get into all the polling with you about why Joe Biden is so royally screwed and why this is all happening, why they need to get him out of the race. I will do that for you. But first, listen, Friday, we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. I'm so excited to be back for our next and final show at my happy place, the Grand Hotel of Cape May. So please come down and join us. Friday, December 15th, one week from today, 3 to 7 p.m. It's going to be a great show. We'll have a lot of fun. The bar will be open. Great people. Your fellow Zioli Army members will all be there. And um, we'll enjoy each other's camaraderie. Some holiday cheer. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. It'll all be on display there. And I'd love to see you there. Live shows are a blast. And if you're thinking about a getaway with the family, the perfect place to do it is at the Grand Hotel. It really is the perfect place to do it because they have that big, huge indoor heated pool, which is great for the kids. And they have a splash package that the kids are going to absolutely love. So let me tell you about that, right? The Grand's Holiday Family Splash Package. You can enjoy the huge indoor pool with the hot tub, arcade, delicious food at Hemingway's Restaurant. Holiday splash packages include complimentary breakfast when you stay two or more nights, stay three or four nights and save 10% off regular rates, book five or more nights and save 15% off room rates. This is valid from December 22nd through December 28th. So how about making it a Christmas to remember in Cape May at the Grand Hotel? You can even ring in the new year the grand way when you book the grand New Year's Eve package. This package is loaded with all kinds of things, including breakfast and dinners all weekend, toasting in 2024 at the main event celebration in the beautiful fifth floor ballroom overlooking the ocean where we do our live show. There's so much more. You're going to love it. Just check out their website, grandhotelkatemay.com, grandhotelkatemay.com. Always book direct with them to get the best rates. Call today, 800-257-8550, 800-257-8550, or visit grandhotelcapemay.com, and I will see you next Friday for our live show at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Now, interesting choice of songs. Kind of not really going with the theme today. So where'd this come from? Well, we're talking about Hunter Biden, right? Yeah. Well, the podcast he was on, it was on the Moby Pod hosted by DJ Moby. You remember him? Barely. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember him either because the last time he was big is around the time I was born, you know, before the turn of the century. Right. So I, I found the biggest indictment, you know, and out of all of this is that he had to go on Moby's pod. <laughs> Moby <coughs> to go on his podcast in order to get his side of the story out, I guess. That's the song, Moby. Well, that that's the artist. That, that's the that artist. song is Flower. By oh, Moby. gotcha. Moby is the man, the DJ who created it. Oh, understood. And he's so, the host of the podcast. And he's the host of the podcast who's just agreeing with Hunter the entire time. Correct. And not challenging him anything. And yes. that's Moby. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. I was wondering what that podcast was. I was wondering what it was. So the was Moby. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Yeah. And I, I haven't heard from Moby in years. Yeah. So I, it, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like you couldn't get any other outlet to take you. I mean, anybody would have taken Hunter Biden to talk. A- anybody. You think? Yes. Don't I, you think? Well, why, why did he choose Moby? Because he knew Moby wasn't going to push back on his nonsense. <laughs> How do you go that far down the list? All right. I mean, he went down the Russian rabbit hole, and Moby just sat there and let him let him rant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, like if it was a legit podcaster, I mean, if it was Rogan or somebody, would have turned around and be like, whoa, whoa, are you alleging that Putin, like, like used like revenge porn on you and altered your face or something. Is that what you're saying? I mean, he would have actually pushed back on Hunter's Moby. Just let him go. Moby's just glad he's there. Yeah, exactly. Glad he got a guest. Hey, listen, that was a big get for Moby. Totally. More people just heard the Moby podcast than ever before because Hunter Biden was on it. We didn't even know there was a Moby podcast. So just saying. Just saying, you know. Just saying. Uh, let's see. With one month left, 2023 is already the worst year for vehicle theft uh, thefts in Philadelphia in more than 15 years. So you, you you drive to work. You ever worry about getting carjacked? No, that garage is pretty secure, I'd say. Yeah, it's when you leave the garage, though, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Yeah, I try not to sit at stoplights too long. Automobile thefts in Philadelphia have increased more than 136% since 2006, climbing from... 8,916 stolen rides in that year to a staggering 21,111 over the last 11 months. And I bet you that number's higher today because the article was printed yesterday, which means I'm sure there were more cars that were stolen last night. Yeah, you got to tack on a couple. Got to add it. So why don't we just say 21,115 just to make it even? I like it. That's That's a lot of stolen vehicles. That's a lot. Auto theft in Philadelphia, the high this this year, 2023, and 2023 is not over yet, is the highest by far, almost doubling 2022's numbers. 
almost doubling it. In fact, there were an average of 84 vehicle thefts a day in August of this year. And since 2016, there were eight days in which 100 or more vehicles were stolen, all of them in July or August of this year. And just so you know, July seems to be the month. And I wonder why. I mean, I wonder if that's because people come in to for 4th of July and festivities, maybe, Henry. I'm not quite sure, but they say um, since the pandemic and increasingly tech-savvy thieves have also played a role in what has become a national epidemic of jacked vehicles. There's the Kia Boys Challenge, a TikTok trend originating in Milwaukee that teaches viewers how to exploit a lack of theft protections in turnkey Kia and Hyundai vehicles and steal those vehicles with just a USB cord and a screwdriver. And it's gone viral across the country. But I don't really think they're looking for Kias or or Hyundais, right? I mean, those are joy rides. That's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about the people that steal the expensive stuff and get them on a container ship to Africa. Yeah, those, I mean, the, those, those are the, the big hitters, I'd say, yeah. I mean, Kias and what whatnot, yeah, that's just beginner stuff, I guess. You can literally learn how to do it on the internet. Yeah, and then you could, you could film yourself joyriding in it. Yeah, for They clout. say that of the 19,589 thefts through November, more than 61% of the vehicles stolen were either Hyundais or Kias. There are groups on social media who are dedicated to outdoing each other in car thefts. It's almost a game or competition for some of these folks. But what about the other 40%? The other 40% are usually high-end vehicles that people steal. They, they, if you're close to 295 or 95 or another major highway and they get them up the Jersey Turnpike onto a container ship in Newark and, the, and they're gone. They're gone in a flash. That's what happens. And a lot of towns in this area, of, of our listening area, know exactly what I'm talking about. They have a problem with this of vehicles getting jacked right on the street, nice cars being stolen. And the people do it, they choose the towns close to a major highway so they can just get on the highway and floor it, be up in Newark, Port of Newark in like an hour, hour and a half. And those ships are low, those, those cars are loaded and then they're gone. For example, there was one person who had an SUV stolen in Philadelphia and the air tag showed that her SUV traveled through North Jersey and this time Connecticut. And had her taking more than 10 different law enforcement agencies, talking to more than 10 different law enforcement agencies. Finally, the AirTag air was tracked going back to a warehouse in Passaic, New Jersey. And that's where officers discovered it had been taped to the back of a wholesale food delivery truck. The vehicle was gone for good. So even when you try to do things like track your own vehicle, you put AirTags in there, the, the thieves get in, they open up their Bluetooth, they see if there's an AirTag in there, because it'll show you, it'll give you the option to pair. And then they find it, and then they'll they'll throw it on something else. And then that's what people will be tracking, and it turns out to be, you know, a Fugazi move. <coughs> so it's very difficult. Even when you track them using the, the low jack or something, by the time you realize the car was gone, the car is literally gone. You know what I mean? And then if it's a satellite tracker, it's going to show it on a, on, a, on a ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And then at that point, I mean, there's literally nothing you can do at that point. And if it's not, if it doesn't have that kind of a reach, by the time you realize the vehicle's been stolen, it's already loaded on a cargo ship. In most cases, because they do it usually at night and you're asleep or you're inside. And I mean, some people are brazen. I mean, some people even will break into a house and get the keys to steal the car. That's happened too in some towns around. South Jersey. 
Earlier this year, Philadelphia police halted a steering wheel lock distribution program offered by Kia and Hyundai meant to combat break-ins after the spike in thefts of the vehicle brands. Uh, but they, they, they said four commanding officers of four police districts requested the locks without permission from upper command staff. So the department halted the program due to legal liability fears. If a thief wants a car, the thief's going to get the car, bottom line. And if you want a beautiful smile, a terrible transition, but you should give yourself the gift of a great smile with my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. I mean, he is the man. He's the master of dental implants, and he's going to give you the smile of your dreams. I've been telling you about my friend, Dr. Mike Venaria, at Venaria Dental for years now. As you know, my entire family goes to see him, my wife, my kids, and of course, Mama Zioli, who discovered him. The level of care and commitment to dental excellence that Dr. Mike and his staff delivers to every patient will make you want to go to the dentist. If you've been contemplating that big invasive dental procedure and you're nervous, don't be. Reach out to Dr. Mike for a second opinion free consultation. Listen, you only have one smile, so trust it with Dr. Venaria, who's been delivering results that surpass expectations, and that has made him a top dentist in New Jersey for 10 consecutive years. He is one of the most respected reputations among his peers as a master of dental implants. You really do have a choice, a clear choice for you and your family. So give Dr. Venaria a call today. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. He has two locations to serve you, right over the bridge in Cinnaminson and Woodbury. Schedule your free implant consultation today for your perfect smile. Call 856-786-2020, 856-786-2020, or visit VenariaDental.com. That's V-A-N-A-R-I-A, my buddy, my dentist, and the master of dental implants, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Now, the question, of course, of the day, and I'll get into this in the six o'clock hour, is how bad is Biden's polling numbers and is this why they want him out? But I have a better question to ask right now. Since it's 551 and I'm starving, does the potato count as a vegetable? And is the new polarizing food debate and a federal committee has sparked arguments about maybe yanking the potato's status as a vegetable, and now the industry groups are fighting back. So, Henry, I'll begin by asking you. Do you consider the potato to be a vegetable? Mm. It's tricky. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. I do. Well, I say ask science. What does science say? Well, botanists are people that are like plant scientists. Right. They count potatoes as a vegetable. Yeah. Now, there's different kinds of potatoes, obviously, but I prefer mine super deep fried or loaded with sour cream, cheese, and bacon. But either way, is it a vegetable? Yeah. I mean, it didn't say vegetables have to be green, right? No. I, I think people like that, like what you just said, they like it super deep fried with sour cream. Mm. Like at some point, the potato stops being a vegetable when you do that. Yeah. It's- well, salads, though, can be. I mean, you ever see what people do to salads? Oh, totally. They destroy them. Yeah. With, with all kinds of, of sauces on them and everything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you know, just gross. There's a, my, my daughter Reagan loves Peppa Pig. She's at that age where she loves watching Peppa Pig. Yeah. She's three. And there was an episode of Peppa Pig that featured a potato preaching the nutritional value of vegetables. And the potato said, by the power of vegetables, I am here. And the, the character's name was Super Potato, who soared through the sky singing, fruit and vegetables keep us alive Always remember to eat your five. 
Now, the United Kingdom's National Health Service does not count potatoes toward their recommended five portions of fruits and vegetables a day. And now the debate is now going on in the United States of America. And of course, our federal government, which has just has to be involved in everything now, they are trying to, to, to also figure this out. There's a guy named Chris Voigt. He's the executive director of the Washington State Potato Commission, Henry. He ate nothing but potatoes and a little ketchup for 60 days in 2010. He launched his all-potato diet in protest of the federal nutrition program for low-income women and children. That rule that they have that allowed for the purchase of all fruits and vegetables except the white potato. He ate 20 potatoes a day to meet his goal of consuming 2,200 calories. He said, I ate every possible way you could cook them. I baked them, fried them, mashed them, roasted them, even juiced them. I would not recommend potato juice. Mm -mm. Wait a second. Isn't potato juice known as vodka? I think if you distill it, yeah. Yeah, right? He confessed to two accidental licks of peanut butter when making sandwiches for his kids. He said he lost 21 pounds, stopped snoring, and lowered his cholesterol just from eating potatoes. He actually then wrote a book called The Potato Hack, a book outlining his advice for all spud meals for stints of three to five days. He said, if you're not hungry enough to eat another potato, then you're probably not really hungry. How about that? Kind of like the idea of a potato diet. I like, Sounds fun. I, I like that, you know, if you're not hungry to eat another, another potato, you're probably not hungry. I like that. You like that, right? Because yeah, that'll, that'll be like, yeah, you know what? I should stop. Right? Yeah. Huh. It's good thinking. I mean, if I have to make a choice between potatoes or broccoli, I'm choosing potatoes every time. Oh, yeah. That's not a question. Right? I mean, like, come on. Broccoli's good, like, two different ways. Potatoes, the world's your oyster. The world's now, the potato, potato industry is worried about any reshuffling which could mean that potatoes end up labeled as something other than a vegetable, simply because some people choose fries instead of rice. Grains, for their part, are trying to wave off the potential potato invasion. The Grain Chain, a grains industry coalition, told the advisory committee of the feds that it was concerned that if Americans were to replace some grains with starchy vegetables or other foods based on new guidelines, it could further exacerbate nutrition shortfalls. Now, nutrition officials say the potato contains helpful nutrients, including potassium and vitamin C, but the health benefits are diminished when it is fried. Nearly half of all U.S. potatoes eaten go as uh, as French fries. Shocker. Shocker, right? The iconic meat and potatoes view of American dinners has come under fire over the years. Congress has beaten back some efforts to restrict white potatoes from government programs. So my question, Mr. Secretary, is what does the department have against potatoes? said Susan, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, which is a potato-rich country. I figured that given that, doesn't Iowa have potatoes or is it Idaho? Idaho. I guess Idaho, Idaho, right? Idaho, yeah. Idaho is also on the Hunter Biden laptop, but that's totally different. <laughs> yeah, I guess Idaho doesn't have the same political clout it used to, huh? I guess not. Yeah, you'd think they'd be shot from the mountaintops. Iowa's corn, that's why nobody messes with ethanol, the gasoline, the gasoline additive ethanol, or corn subsidies or corn anything. You yeah. notice that? Nobody messes with corn. That's a good point. Iowa is the first in the nation primary after the New Hampshire caucus, so nobody messes with Iowa. Idaho, on the other hand, they're like, who cares about you, Idaho? Damn shame if you ask me. All right, well, listen, we got a big 6 o'clock hour coming up straight ahead for you, and it'll include a breakdown of very dangerous polling numbers for Joe Biden. Oh, how about tater tots, Henry? Oh, love me some tater tots. Would you go tater tots or fries? Mm. 
Uh, it, it, it depends on the fry, too. Mm. It really does, because a bad fry, it's just like, eh, what am I eating anymore? Yeah, I don't like when they're wedges. I need them to be thin and crispy. Yeah, I like them thinner. I like them yeah. crispy. I like a crinkle cut, too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't like when they do those steak fry things, and they're basically like- well, They can be too thick, or they don't have yeah. a good crunch on the outside, and it's like, ugh, what am I eating? I'm just literally just eating potato wedges. Right. No, no. But when you get hash brown, I mean, if you get a mm. potato tot, guaranteed 100% of the time to be crispy. Yes. Right? They should. Because otherwise Guaranteed. you're just having a mash. Yeah, right. And then that doesn't help anybody. No. Hash browns for breakfast, sign me up. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Every time. I even have to say I like the McDonald's hash brown, which is that like little- Oh, yeah. And you get one... that between like a sausage McRib. Oh, oh, yeah. oh baby. <coughs> Excuse me. That's probably why I'm coughing because of all my potatoes. <laughs> anyway, big six o'clock hour coming up straight ahead for you. I'll break down the polling number uh, numbers. It's bad for the Democrats. It's really bad. And that's according to Democrats and the far right wing New York Times. So is that what this is all about with them going after Hunter Biden? Got a big fourth and final hour for you. Don't forget Grand Grand Hotel, our live broadcast, our final broadcast of the year. One week from today. Mark your calendars one week from today at my happy place. The Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. We'll be right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 